0: Welcome back to the podcast on everything I'm your host Dan Berlin I have with me Jeff Hanna once again you might remember, remember him from I believe it was April when we did our COVID um, update on sports what we thought was going to happen so he is joining us again kind of giving us a review of a few of the leagues that have that were able to finish because of, of what they did how we think they handled it, and we'll also go into the current NFL season and how they are handling COVID. So thank you, Jeff, for joining us once again on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Dan.
0: No problem. Um, We left off in which we knew COVID was happening, but we were unsure if the NFL and these leagues were going to start up again. There was ideas that maybe they would. Um, We have two that have completed their postseasons, one that is in their postseason in the World Series, and then the NFL, which didn't get delayed. But we'll start in the NHL, which started back first. And um, they went in a bubble. And they actually went into two bubbles, technically, one in Vancouver, one in Toronto. And was Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah. And what happened was, they kind of did like a round-robin seeding event, um, which they haven't done before. But doing so, mixed up the standings and the Flyers actually were the number one seed. And yeah, those
1: are our- the Flyers played really well in the round-robin to get in. They swept Boston, uh, Tampa Bay, and the Capitals and ended up getting the number one seed with- and during the regular season, they would have had no chance to get the lead if they had finished out the regular season during a regular, uh, you know, non-COVID year. So yeah, it was interesting. to see the Flyers go in as the number one seed. I you know that they would have been fourth in points uh, going in.
0: Yeah. Do you think that was the right philosophy doing a round robin, or you think they just sort of ended the season and said, "Here's your rankings, go"?
1: I think they should have. I think they should have just ended the regular season um, with the rankings. But I I did enjoy that they had additional playoff teams. So if you're, you know, Montreal got in as the 8th seed, where they they were technically the 12th seed because they ended up beating Pittsburgh. So that was interesting to me that they had a series for teams 5 through 12. Um, I would have liked to have seen some playing games between any teams that had a chance of making the playoffs. But I do understand the NHL's perspective. Of they just wanted to get the regular season over so that they could shepherd in the playoffs since they were already, you know, way behind on, on the scheduling. It's pretty weird to see, you know, hockey being played in August. <laughs> and uh, you know, they don't have much time between – and, and – this actually brings up another interesting point that I've been thinking about. are they going to address the season coming up? Are they going to have you know regular games in in the different stadiums in the United States, or like, or do you think they're going to go into a bubble again? Um, but,
0: yeah, I think it's um, for this season. It's a lot tougher because now you have all thirty teams that are playing. Right as opposed to having the top 12 competing in each one and taking a few out. Um,
1: All right, and I think it's a little bit unrealistic to expect that players would take six months or seven months off from their families to go into another bubble to play top entire regular season. I just don't think that's practical.
0: Yeah, especially after some of them that made it to the finals did it for like three months. And then, yeah. you know, they get like a month or two and then have to go back in it. Yeah, I don't foresee yeah. that happening, and I, I think they might try to do more of the NFL thing as of right now, which is just kind of like, be cautious, and here's a few protocols we have in place, and we'll try to yeah. play in the cities as best as we can.
1: Yeah, but the overall, the, the I mean, the hockey playoffs are, in my opinion, some of the most intriguing and interesting games out of any you know, playoffs of, of any sport, so I did enjoy watching it, and I thought... They did a good job with you know, pumping in the crowd noise. And, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good product to watch, to be honest. I was skeptical going into it to see how it was going to shake out as far as how they were going to put the crowd noise in and if the players were going to be as motivated. But to me, it was some of the best hockey you know, I've seen in a while.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't watch too much of the round-robin, but once the playoffs started – I got really into it, just like you. And and like, you could you could tell it wasn't as it would be with fans were there, but it didn't diminish the product. Watching it when they didn't have fans because they put in the crowd noise and it sounded pretty good. Um, I don't know if they were like were were super specific with the horn sounds. They're like, hey, you're the home team. Here, you have a special horn. We'll use that. You know, but like you didn't see empty seats. They covered them up. Nice, yeah, and yeah, it, it seemed like the product on on there was just as good as if it was going to be in June. I think they had yeah. enough practice that when they went into that playoffs, you could tell that the the best teams are winning, and yeah. Tampa Bay yeah. ended up that winning.
1: pretty evident to me. When the Flyers got in, you know, like we said, they got in as the number one team they in the first round. You know, I thought that they played pretty well, but then once they got into the second round and played the Islanders, I, did, I thought that the Islanders were a better team throughout that entire period. And you can see that you know, the, the Flyers may have been seeded a little bit higher than maybe they should have been.
0: Yeah, but I think the teams that made it the farthest were the best teams throughout the regular season. And that kind of showed. Like agree.
1: Yeah, the candidates are to be there at the end of yeah. Um, the Dallas Stars and uh it was yeah, a little bit about yeah. I guess over the you know Vegas Golden Mice there, but, um yeah, no it was good hockey and I enjoyed watching some of the finals.
0: Yeah, I think they did a really good job of uh of this and we'll we'll see what happens coming up for them yeah. ha- how they handle it. But I think I think I'm pretty confident in, in them doing the right things after seeing that. Yeah. Um yeah, let's go into baseball. Baseball is in the World Series right now. They they had game one yesterday. Um, they went into the bubble. and Well, I'm sorry, they didn't go in, into the bubble. They went into a 60-game schedule as opposed to 162 games. They would only do double headers if necessary to catch up based on rain and COVID and anything like that. Um they had a few issues in the beginning with the St. Louis Cardinals. I believe they missed
1: yeah, well, like. I mean, the Marlins too. It was yeah. the first the first series of the season for the Phillies, and the Marlins covered up it, like, well with like of their <laughs> players COVID. Yeah. And I was thinking at that time, how do you protect people from COVID when you have an organization that knows that they have positive players for COVID, but they go out and play the game anyway? I really. Know.
0: Yeah, and I, I I can't remember the timeline. I want to say this was maybe June is when, the, when Major League Baseball started. Sometime in, in June, trying to think back, it's like 60 games, you know. Sure. But, I
1: think it was actually honestly. I can look yeah. it up. Yeah. I remember I was down at the beach when it was happening for their first series. Um, and I just remember reading a story about how the Marlins had known that they had COVID-positive players and didn't notify anybody.
0: Yeah, and you're just like, well, the, to me, I was like, well, this was a disaster. The season get you know, is going to end because, I was just like what you said, you're not going to have all these players um, not play for you <laughs> for a period of time, especially in 60 games, having 14 of them missed by your top players. They're not going to try to do that. And I was like, this is a disaster.
1: The Phillies' the first game was August 4th.
0: Okay. Yeah. So so it happened in August. That's even later than what I thought, but it makes sense based on October playoffs. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then the Phillies next game, few games had to get delayed. Right. And then the St. Louis Cardinals get in trouble with the same thing, and they miss some games. Yeah. And yeah, in my I'm mind.
1: Like, what's that? Go ahead.
0: I was like, in my mind, it just looked like. This season wasn't going to get completed. It was just going to end, and like 15, 20 games may happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had the same thoughts. I mean, they got through it, but um, I feel like there should be some disciplinary measures for the Marlins and the Cardinals personally. But yeah, they I mean, how, how are you going to go out there and risk people's health because you don't want to do the right thing. That was kind of pissed me off.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm assuming they did, and I don't know if they've gotten rid of draft picks, but you know how baseball is. With certain teams and what they will do to, you know, kind of skirt around <laughs> um, them getting yeah. fined and stuff like that. It happens all the time. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, what did you think about the um, the Astros coming into the season with all that stuff? Do you think that was handled well by baseball? You know, they didn't get beaned too much or ostracized a whole heck of a lot. Do you think it was deserved? How? The Astros. Uh, they,
1: like they only deserve a little more uh, than what they got. I mean, they, they basically won a World Series by cheating, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was.
1: Like, I, I, like, when, uh, what's his name? What's the, I, I'm like out of baseball uh, thoughts for now. But what's the shortcut guy's name on Houston? The really Al, Altuve. Guy. Yeah, Altuve. Like he's like holding his jersey together, like trying not <laughs> to show the right the like.
0: Come on, man. We all know what you're doing. Yeah. This year, they finished under 500, and they were one of the worst batting teams in the league, but they made the playoffs, and they made it to game (laughs) seven. The Phillies
1: couldn't make the playoffs, even in an expanded playoff year, (laughs)
0: because they
1: just lost a bunch of games at
0: the end. Yeah, I think they lost, like, four in a row, and, like, were a game or two out, and, It was over. Well, I think
1: that they're the worst batting team in the league now that they're not stealing
0: signs. (laughs) Yeah, it was also it it was.
1: If you know fastball or curveballs coming every time, you (laughs) might be able to hit the ball better.
0: Um, What was interesting to me was seeing how far they actually got in the playoffs without Verlander, who I discovered was hurt. This is how little I paid attention in actual like the full baseball season. But Verlander had Tommy John, and they had lost Garrett Cole. And they were able to make it as far. Like, I was kind of impressed that after all that stuff, they were able to make it far. But I was like, "Well, their batting average is is where it should be." I don't know how they're making it, how they're being this successful in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I wasn't
1: super into baseball over yeah. the summer. I started too late and I had so many <laughs> other things going
0: on. Yeah, the one thing I was happy about that happened in the baseball season was that. Seattle didn't make the playoffs because they have a streak of eighteen years not making it. And I didn't want a COVID extra playoff expansion to end that. I'm like, you you need to make it but the full schedule. Like
1: schedule <laughs> yeah. and not allowing extra teams in.
0: Yeah. So that was the highlight of my baseball season. Um the Dodgers are back in the World Series again. It seems like it's every year now. They are playing Tampa Bay. Are you rooting for any of these teams
1: at all? Yeah, I'm rooting for, yeah, I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. I'm team Tampa Bay this year. <laughs> you realize but I'm, I'm, I'm Tampa Bay I was in the World Series that wasn't team Tampa Bay
0: but this year. I am. <laughs> yeah, same. I also um when I was watching I game one, or it might have been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, they mentioned That uh, whatever team wins, they will have two championships this year in professional sports. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah. Well, if only only Philadelphia could do something like
0: that. But we can't. No, we're lucky if we get one in in half a decade. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Yeah, Tampa Bay doesn't even have a basketball team, so it'll be two out of three.
0: Yeah. And then with the and then when we go over NFL, it could be three out of three, you know, with the Buccaneers. Yeah,
1: three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, yeah, what, what what legacy that would be for Tom Brady if he comes in and wins a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay in his first year. And Tampa Bay's been mediocre at bet for years with James Winston and now you know Tom Brady comes in and they lose their first game and then rip off four straight or five straight now.
0: Yeah, they Tampa lost Bay them. Bay they Bay lost the one I I think two weeks ago or last week to Chicago. Tampa
1: um, Bay, Tampa Bay lost the first game of the season to uh, the Saints. I yeah. Don't that's wrong at all.
0: No, they lost to the Bears. Um, I think week four, oh, yeah, that's right. like Bay a Bay Thursday Bay. night. Yeah, because
1: it was like uh, Nick Floyd was, was uh, Tom Brady's daddy. <laughs> yeah, so they're, like, they're born too.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get into we'll get into the box in a little bit, but I think right. yeah. I think Major League think Baseball.
1: Hard, hard for football, right <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I think Major League Baseball at the end got everything under control, and and the beginning was kind of like we don't know what we're doing, and I, yeah. th- I think they improved. Um,
1: yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to you know regulate. These teams, when these teams aren't doing the right thing and coming out and saying that you know they have positive tests and just going out and playing the games anyway.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if there's an answer to that in any of these leagues besides heavily, you know, getting rid of draft picks and fines.
1: Right. Or just having independent agencies testing them, but I like that's hard to do too.
0: Yeah, and
1: like um, the MLB testing them and like you know if you have a positive player and you know you have to report it to. The major league baseball
0: and push the game. Yeah, and I don't know like how worst you can make it besides that. Like you can't, you're not going to take the team and kick them out of the league or you know make the owner sell the team. In my opinion, yeah. so it's just kind of like there's a fun. With, uh,
1: major league baseball salaries. I didn't, I didn't catch what actually came about with that. Did they ended up reducing the salaries for the players or they did?
0: They did, but I don't know what percentage. Um, That they did. Um, But Major League Baseball, just the last thing, they probably had the most players choose not to play that I'm aware of. Big-name players like David Price. He chose not to play for L.A. this year. Which, you know, I think he's already won a, a title, but if they win a title, I wonder if that'll, you know, sting him a little or if he'll get a ring because he's, you know, on the team. But as I yeah. technically played zero games with them, right? But um, it's uh, interesting.
1: I mean, because like one of the one of the symptoms or I guess side effects with COVID is lung damage, and you know if you're a professional athlete and you have a certain percentage of lung complications, I and mean, you know you're not going to be the same moving forward, I can see why players wouldn't report it.
0: Yeah, Um, let's move into the NBA, which concluded about a week ago. It started around the same time as the NHL season, but um, the NBA likes taking more days off, especially come playoff time, so it ended about a week ago, Um, whereas the NHL season ended like three weeks ago. Um, The NBA had a lot more controversy, and it wasn't really COVID-related. Um it kinda started off with a little bit of COVID. I don't know if you heard about this, but um like the first couple of days people were having and they went in a bubble in in Orlando and some people ordered food and got it delivered with a person that wasn't on the list of food. and it was like yeah. and people freaked out, they're like, Oh great, we're already gonna cancel
1: before we start. Yeah. Was
0: it with a call girl, girl or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, um Was it was that uh, Louis Williams? He left to be with family, and then he went to a strip club and had photos taken of him. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing, man? If you're gonna go there? Like, look, you gotta leave the phone like in the car, man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, of course, this is the NBA that's gonna have like this stupid stuff because. You know, they just might not think this is a serious thing, you know. But, like, the NHL had no problem. You never heard any controversies once they got in the bubble. They seemed fine.
1: Also, the NBA was starting down in Florida. As soon as Florida was just starting to explode and nothing. <laughs> like, oh, man, like, Florida's the worst being in the country right now to have in a bubble. Yeah. I mean, the bubble it's still fine, but they were, like, you know. 15,000 cases a day coming out of Florida like as they were starting good we era this week.
0: Yeah. I do like the locate, the venue that they that they because it is away from everything. You know, and yeah, they Yeah, except
1: for a lot of NBA they were, were, were complaining about the food. And they showed the food like, it doesn't look that bad. I forget who it was. Um yeah, he was like man where I come from this is good eating.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it might have been John Morant. I heard he uh, said some nice things. Yeah, um, but Jay Williams, he called them out in the beginning because they were complaining about the food and amenities. And he's like, you do realize.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, was it, I want to say it was Chris Paul. Maybe it was Chris Paul or Ray Rondo. It was one of the two that was like just trashing these, you know, hotel rooms. And it's like, but do you know who your audience is? like. All the people that are watching this, this is a perfectly fine and maybe a better hotel room than any of us ever play in. And he's like, man, this isn't a five-star hotel room. It's like, get out of here, man. Like, 40 million people just lost their
2: job in the last two months. We complained about a $250-a-night a hotel room. That's like, come on, man. Yeah, Jay Williams went
0: after them for that. He's like, you are literally getting to play the sport that you love for millions of dollars while everyone else is stuck inside with an out job yeah. And I just like that okay. Jay put it in perspective like that. And right. yeah, and and um props to him for like calling him out on that. Yeah. And hopefully they listened.
1: Yeah, they probably didn't. They're yeah. probably like, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm outside of my twenty million dollar mansion, I gotta stay in this bubble.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the NBA season or the NBA I would say they also did the same thing that the NHL did with, with the round robin. Um, but they also changed it up a little bit because...
1: Yeah, it, was, but, it wasn't based on, you know, whoever won that round robin was the yeah. number one seed. I kind of shuffled them, like, in the seeding that the regular season. I knew the victims were going to get swept, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> so, like, they kind of, like, right before they, they start, um, something big in America and basically the world happened and the right. NBA NBA took a stand on it and decided you know what we're going to put some some names or not names but we're going to put some some slogans on the back of our jersey to um to speak on this matter which was basically right. the George Floyd um murder and it came with a lot of controversy and after yeah, they did the,
1: yeah oh. This whole issue is a very polarizing subject in America right now. Yeah, um,
0: the, the NBA ratings tanked, um, and a lot of people said it was because of how polarizing of stands they were taking.
1: That, like, how did their ratings compare to the other leagues,
0: though? Like, that's um, see. Well, the, um, the NHL and Major League Baseball actually out um, got more viewers. In some areas, and some, and in some instances, with like the big name teams, even like Fox News was getting more viewers in the eighteen to forty-nine market of males compared to the NBA. So, oh, wow. yeah,
1: interesting. Good. Yeah, the NBA was put in a tough spot. And I, personally, I mean, on my position, I'm glad that they did what they did and they took a stand. But so they're they're in an interesting position because their players, you know, they're they really wanted the voice there to have their voice heard. I mean, a lot of these players are, you know, from the black community. They have you know black friends, black family that have been through certain situations that you and I can't understand. Um, and they really wanted to have their voices heard. And you know, so the NBA is in between doing something that will likely alienate some fans or. They just have to tell their players, like, you know, we're basically picking the ratings of the business over our players, um, which wouldn't have gone well with the players. Like, uh, if they went the other way and like, look, we're not going to have the phrases uh, on the backboard uniform, we're not going to bring light to the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, they're, they're just put in a tough position, I think. Yeah. So the players, third are just saying, like, we're not playing the season then.
0: Yeah, it was like a rock in a hard place for, for yeah, the NBA.
1: Close, you know, it wasn't just George Floyd. I mean, it was you know, the Breonna Taylor. It was the, I forget the guy's name, uh, in Atlanta. Uh, there like, was this leap in a Whitney's drive through. Um, and then the, the big one during the NFL, or I'm sorry, NBA bubble was a uh, Jacob Blake in Kenosha. And that's when the Bucs ended up postponing their game. And it was pretty close to not
0: even finishing the NBA season. Yeah, and people, I know a lot of people want to say, like, keep sports and politics apart. That's always been impossible. It was impossible back in the day. People forget, like, you know, um, uh, John Thompson, he he didn't coach a game because of it. Dean Smith, back in the day, talked about it. Bill Russell talked about it. Jim Brown talked about it. And these are all different sports, you know. Like they've—they've right. always—it's always been a part of it because they're human, you know. They—they <laughs> yeah. they, they have a—they have, you know, they have feelings too. And just because yeah. you're an athlete doesn't mean like you can't speak on something as as yeah. an athlete. And
1: because they are an athlete, they have a—they have a platform to be able where their voices, you know, are heard and, and matter. And like it's a shame that people will just. They'll tune out because you know they don't believe in high class matter movement. Um, they basically just don't want to hear what they have to say at all. And, I mean, that's a shame, but hey, that's how polarized the U.S. is right now, as, as far as you know, not even just on this issue, but just in politics in general.
0: Yeah, and I and and the NBA, they're a business, you know. They're in the they're in the entertainment business, you know what I mean? But like any mm-hmm. business. Is like in a tough spot these days with how polarizing America is. Because it's like, if you don't take a stand, people get mad. If you take a stand, people get mad. And it's like, what I mean, do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: well, I think you just got to do pretty good way. You know? I don't know. Especially when you have pressure from you know your athletes. Uh, Personally, I thought it was the right thing to do. I yeah. mean, make get killed on social on social media if you put okay. anything on.
2: Especially
0: at the (laughs) whitening. Yeah. Um, Some things that I know um, LeBron James was upset with was that he didn't get to choose his um, slogan on the back. So he chose not to do anything. Um,
1: Really? Dude, I have have an article here. Let me share a few. So... I thought that they were allowed to choose.
0: Um, they were allowed to choose, I think, 29 different slogans.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so, yeah. So they had to do a different sanction. Because like Jonathan Isaac, so there's a few quotes. Jonathan Isaac says, Obviously there are things in our country that aren't right and people who aren't right. It goes for every single one of us. Every single last one of us falls short of God's glory. And I think I just wanted to take that stance in saying that I believe that Jesus is the answer. So I didn't think that wearing a message on the back of my jersey was the answer for me. That's a uh, that's a circumstance where a player didn't feel like he wanted to you know wear a phrase on the back of his jersey. Um, and then uh, Wesley Matthews from the says, "Say their names and and Black Lives Matter are all that's important." But specifically to the state of Wisconsin, we are a swing state. So his uh, slogan was vote Okay. So that was an interesting uh, take by him. I thought. Yeah, um,
0: um, it was yeah. interesting to see the slogans and then then some people, you know, that aren't involved in the NBA were mad because they're like, well, why can't this person say free Hong Kong if you want to? And it's just like they're never going to win no matter what they do. Yeah, I know. Um, what what yeah. I found interesting, and I don't know what you think, was like by having these slogans, it kind of put like some people not um, like the guy you mentioned, uh, right? Jacob Wright, I think you said his name was. Um, but, like, I wonder how many people felt like they had to put it on the back just because they didn't want to be ostracized and have to be asked, why didn't you have it? Kind of like that guy. Right. So they just kind of went along with it just to, you know, not be singled out. Right.
1: Because
0: there, there's... Yeah, it's uh, a yeah,
1: uh, the polarizing subject, and a lot of people just don't want to talk about it, which, which is almost part of the problem. You know, because there, there's people from you know both sides that are just so adamant that their side is right, and, I mean, and the bottom line is that there, you know, there's a problem in this country, and it needs to be met head on. And people need to talk about it and be aware of the situation and how it impacts different communities in the country. And the best way is that is run away from it all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, the the only other thing I got to say on this is like, what I'm disappointed in about was like we have yet to get any leaders in on both sides in like a big room and have like a discussion that people can see for like hours or whatever you know like yeah. n- like that doesn't happen it just seems like it's just we're just cycling back and it I feel like it's improved a little bit but it's like where are these discussions happening and then they're not really happening I, I don't know if you agree with that but I'm kind of disappointed it's been five or six months and we've yet to get a whole bunch of sheriffs and community leaders in a room that we can publicly see and just hear discussions of how are you trained? This is how we feel. Yeah. This is where well, I think we when, can go.
1: It's tough when uh, you know one, one side doesn't believe that there's a problem at all. <laughs> or
0: what
1: it, what it boils down to, it, at least in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but, but I, I think like, even if you don't think something's happening, at least give them the respect yeah. and listen to them.
1: Right. There's a couple million people protesting in the streets across the country that might make a difference with you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm kind of disappointed that that is yet to happen and I don't know whose fault is it. Uh, but
2: with you that know,
1: that there have been a lot of you know police officers come out and condemn, you know, Derek Chauvin and uh, you know, really stand by the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, there's been a lot of good that, that's happened from the policing community, and then there's been a lot of bad that's happened as well. With that being said, I mean, there's been a lot of bad that's happened during the protest. I mean, I overall am a supporter of the protest, but I am not a supporter of, you know, rioting and looting. Like, I think that's what gets missed in the whole uh, situation where like, you have to be... Completely one way or completely the other. Whereas, like, I think what you know, what you're trying to say, where people like get into a room and talk, like, you know, there's a way to both support the policemen and support uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. That it, it's just not being talked about because either you're you know you're defund and you know deplatform the police or or abolish police or whatever, or you're like completely on the other side. Where, you know. Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. You know, they sh- they don't deserve to be heard. They're looting stores. They're burning businesses. Yeah. And so, depending on like, which media outlet you you choose to look at, it's where you're getting your news from. You know, you can look at Fox News, and they're going to be showing you know food card burning. And if you watch CNN, you're going to be seeing uh, you know like only protesters and rubber bullets being shot into. Into uh, you know, protesters. So, like, I think that this whole twenty-four news cycle. And I know this is a sports podcast, but because this is such a big issue right now in the NBA, it's important to think about. But the way that people are allowed to—I mean, not not allowed to—but how they filter their media through Facebook, through you know, the twenty-four-hour news cycle, and where they choose to get their information from, really shapes their worldview. So that you're right—if people don't get into a room and uh, really hash out and talk about know, what the issues are you know to both the black community and what the issues are to the policing community. And both sides have you know their their point of view and I think both sides deserve to be heard. So but the way that and that's why I supported that the NBA allowed their players to wear things on or wear these breezes on, on the back of their jerseys. Because without Bringing link to it, there's never going to be that conversation. I think that conversation is important to have. But yeah, I definitely agree with you that you know, the leaders of this country need to get into a room with you know both the like, leaders of the black community and the leaders of the police unions and really get you know a consensus point. What can be done to solve that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I do like the NBA. You know, having the courage to you know say, "Hey, we'll put on the back of the jerseys." Because, I mean, it brought up discussion. We're talking about it right now, and people have talked about mm-hmm. it for a while. Um, when it comes to the actual play on the court, um, you're a Sixers fan. Um, yeah. They ended up getting Ben Simmons back, and I was like, all right. Like, luck, this COVID ha- happened to you know be good for them because now they can make a run. Did you see the play? Um no, that's
1: a good checked out. <laughs> that team is like I don't know there's something wrong with that team like they're I'm just, I'm just so disappointed now that team played all season yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think some teams were just like what you said they kind of checked out um, once once it restarted and there's some teams that took it way more serious like the Miami heat and they made fantastic runs um, yeah the Sixers, this whole trusted process thing, and we've we talked about, it's like, it's how many playoff wins that they got. Maybe three in eight years, and two came in the same year. Um, and it's just like, is this the right way to go about trying to win championships in Philadelphia? Um, because other teams, and the NBA is probably the toughest to win championships in, um, but it, it seems like they're just going about it wrong.
1: And I don't know if was the organization went about or it wrong, or they just yeah. picked the wrong players. I mean, like, so they get consecutive number one overall draft picks, and they pick a guy that's no longer on the team, and Markel Fault and they take, they pick another guy who can't shoot past five feet. Like, so I, I mean, how are you going to win a championship when you have two number one overall picks in consecutive years, and you can, you consecutively get guys that both can't shoot? It's like I don't know, and then. I feel like, indeed, like he's a good NBA spinner, but I don't
0: think he's the best NBA player out there. I mean, I, I think that Anthony Davis, I think Anthony Davis has earned in any of it. Yeah, I mean, you look at um, the Lakers from last year to this year, and it was completely different. They were not a playoff yeah. team last year, and this year they win a championship, you know, right. and so stayed one of the best teams. Up, uh,
1: Danny Green and that, right? this yeah,
0: yeah, they did, but they're role players, you know. You, they, they're just kind of like yeah, filling, filling and... the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't like the way Mb plays. I don't think that is helpful when a seven, seven footer is outside the, you know, the paint. But that's kind of like the way I think, a lot of. He's out of I think
1: he's out of He doesn't want to run like from, you know. Most of the post. He just runs from three point to three point, and it's just like I don't know. I just I just feel like he's not in NBA. Shape. I feel like NBA doesn't take it seriously enough.
0: Yeah, I could see that, and I don't know what it takes. I don't know if he needs like a veteran player to that's won a few to kind of show him, hey, this is what it takes to win a championship. And if you're not yeah. willing to commit that, you will never win a championship. Right. and just kind of, like, yeah, get it into yeah, his
1: mindset. Vince can, he can be really competitive and, and dominate a game at some time. And then there's other games where he's just completely useless out there. And I'm just like, what? he? So he just turns it on sometimes, and then he turns it off. So I, early in the bubble, I just saw it just to me it did look like they didn't have much interest in there. And I... After the first game, I was like, this team is a game. <laughs> and they didn't. No. Was there any
0: team you are rooting for to see to, to see go deep?
1: I mean, after the Sixers lost, not really now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed watching LeBron win another one just because, like, I'm a LeBron fan. I like watching you know, great players do great things. Um, so once it was in the finals, I was, I was rooting for the Lakers. Uh, over the Heat. Plus, I mean, Jimmy Butler being on the Sixers last year, I, I didn't want to see him win one with the Heat. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. the, op- I was the
0: opposite. I wanted to see Jimmy Butler win to kind of stick it to Philadelphia and be like, "This is what happens when you don't run an organization right." Is I leave and I win a championship because, like, he, he hey, but I don't think, I don't think, <laughs> to
1: Philadelphia, anything anyway. I mean, the Philadelphia yeah. organizations are in disarray right now.
0: Yeah, he he didn't get along with uh, uh, Brown, and he made it known on J.J. Reddick's podcast that that is why he left Philadelphia. And then we got rid of Brown. (laughs) And I was like, maybe we got rid of him a season too late. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I like the way Jimmy Butler was playing in in Miami and the way he was carrying them. Yeah, Um, Tyler Hero... It's it's cool to see him step up, being so young, like 19 years old, I think he was, um, yeah. for is, and like I knew they weren't gonna win, because I'm like it's LeBron, like LeBron's clearly the best player, even at age 36 and 18 or 17 years and basically the playoffs, yeah. you know, going deep almost every single season, like how like yeah. you're not gonna beat him, he's too seasoned and he's too determined this year to to lose, and with Anthony Davis, like, it, it's a wrap. But it was, I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers. Yeah. Were
1: probably the two, two of the three best players on the board, and maybe the, the top two. I mean, it, it's tough to argue that, you know, Jimmy Butler wasn't better than maybe Anthony Davis, but, I mean, I don't know. No. That's up for debate.
0: Yeah, it, it was cool to see Jimmy Butler, Give it his all, and his team got to the finals and got it to six games, which I wasn't expecting yeah. it before the playoffs started. That Miami was going to go that far. I was like, all right, it's going to be yeah. box Clippers or Lakers. They're the teams that are going to, you know, be in it. And the Lakers out of those three were the only ones to actually. I forget who on the Lakers that
1: you know, wide open three. It was a, it was the assist from LeBron James. Remember, they had like ten seconds left or whatever.
0: Um, are you talking about Redder. game two?
1: I wonder if had the last possession, they double-teamed James, and James put it to the top of the key for someone with a wide-open three and
0: missed it. Uh, that was Danny Green.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. He was shooting, I think, like 50% on the day, but I guess in clutch he <laughs> he doesn't shoot as well as LeBron hopes. Yeah, because I, I, okay. I saw some things. Like yeah, I saw some uh, articles that, like are um, like... When LeBron James passes it up to people, they usually don't come through. When Michael Jordan passes it up to people, they come through. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's just an unfortunate thing that happens with LeBron James, you know? It's, yeah. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, now, do you think they have an idea of what's going to happen? Because they still need to do the NBA draft. And then yeah, I think yeah. they're going to be starting in January. Trying to push this back as far as they can. Um, do you do you think the NBA did a good job this year and how they handled the postseason?
1: Yeah, I thought they did. Again, similar to I didn't think that they did quite as good of a job with the almost the aesthetics of uh, you know how they ran the the bubble as far like how it looked to a TV viewer. I mean, they had those silly cartoonish like uh you know fan like I, I don't know i guess we're fans a lot but like but like some of the heads were huge and then others were like small and <laughs> like, they're, they're, like it almost looked like a cartoon like in the background of these like you know these fans cheering in these like fake seats
0: how was just like what's going on back there yeah I, I would give them i'd give them like a c because like you've never done it before you have no idea what to expect but you know, like if they had to do it again, I think they would definitely tweak a lot more. Like, yeah, maybe like the way that those fans and stuff are.
1: But um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think it was eighth like the the cutouts and. Uh, Major League Baseball and in the NFL stadiums and stuff. It's like you gotta give some. It's like uh, you know when you're doing a passport photo, you gotta have like your face like so however far from the screen and
0: whatnot. <laughs> you know, of these faces are like huge, and it's like right next to like someone's head. That's like a whole body picture. So you're just, right. uh, some of them are actually pretty clever. I thought about doing one for the podcast and everything, and having like celebrities, like male celebrities that are shirtless, and just like putting the letters on them. And I was like, well, if I do that, that's, like, 20-some letters times, like, 40 bucks. That's <laughs> – yeah. Come, Come on. Yeah. But, um, but yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> in conclusion of, like, the NBA, uh, you know, the, the leagues that are done are almost done as far as the Major League Baseball. I'm just glad they got it in. I'm glad that they were able to find mm-hmm. the major get the sports in and, you know, get sports back to the people and whether or not they like it based on social injustice messages or not, you know. The people who wanted sports to be back got their sports back, and I thought that was good for, you know, a country that was really for even the world that's been suffering with coronavirus and, you know, uh, just not being and having a normal life over the last couple months. So bring back some sort of normal.
0: Yeah. And I think most of the sports did a pretty good job at handling all of it. Um, racing went to like esports. I don't know how that was. I don't really follow NASCAR too much, but it seems like, you know, like every place of like the sporting world had some niche sport that you could watch if you were into something like that. And, and it, it was cool to see like some normalcy, like you said, coming back around the world. Um, now, now the big sport of America, National Football League, yeah. it's back. It is just concluding week six. Um, so far, they've had a few games get pushed, a few positive tests. Um, Cam Newton, I think. It's
1: been one team. It's been
0: the Titans. Yeah, it's the Titans, and and the got, pa- the Patriots got a few yeah, like Cam yeah, Newton.
1: Got, uh, yeah. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Correct me if I'm wrong. is the only one on that team that tested positive, right?
0: I think so. And how would you feel, Jeff, if you're like on the team and you're like the main, the main man, and then you get it, and your team goes, "I went two without you." (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm
0: like, you know, like it's gotta hurt him, and he's also in a one-year deal with them, and (laughs) and and he knows he's obviously living up to the legacy of Tom Brady. And he was doing right. a fairly decent job, and now it's like, shit, like, some, someone in my group or me, myself, screwed up. <laughs> like, I, yeah, he's got to feel so bad.
1: <laughs> well, he, he was asymptomatic, wasn't
0: he? I think I'm so. I'm pretty
1: sure he didn't have yeah. symptoms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, um... Well, like, I don't know. I mean, you can't just put yourself in, like, a complete bubble for... Especially these guys that are going from stadium to stadium. I mean, who could caught it from? I mean, you could have caught it, like, on the going on a plane, or... I, I don't know. Like, where, I, where are they staying when they're in different cities? Like, you could have caught
0: up in my hotel stack somewhere It Like, a never know. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, like, why the NFL didn't choose a few locations that are within a drivable distance. Um, like, you have the Big Ten, you have, like, the Pac-12, you have these pockets where there's a whole bunch of football stadiums, and maybe do, like, um, let's say for... This month, like the NFC East is playing each other in this in this area, and we'll just play all the games. And maybe the NFC East and the NFC South they play, and then they move locations with everybody else into a different area. What are your thoughts on yeah. trying to do something like that?
1: Stadium, well, state uh, states are allowing different measures of how many people and crowds you can have. So this past weekend was the first weekend that the Eagles were allowed to have fans in their stadium. I, I really think it just comes down to one aspect. Like, you know, Kansas City started off with, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, with fans in the stadium, you know, doing that college number.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how much, like, actually yeah. having fans... Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think fans are making a difference in 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 the, in the NFL season right now? Um, you think teams have n- not been able to adjust to not having fans? And then,
1: I think, um, yeah, I think it definitely has helped the scoring output because uh, you know there's been more points scored this year through six weeks than any other year in history, and it's not even close. Uh, so I think that that's giving away teams an advantage. Um, for scoring additional points. And I, I don't have it in front of me, but, but I'd, I'd be interested to see what the away record is this year as compared to previous years, because, you know, you don't have the crowd noise to where you have pre-snap penalties. Um, you don't have the crowd noise, you know, when they can't get the play in or, or the play across their players. Like there's you know various stadiums in the NFL that you, you can see like the quarterbacks is going up and like, you know, trying to hear what their coach is trying to say. And by that, point. They're like rushing to the line of scrimmage. Now you have a false start where you have confusion, you know, because you can't call out what the plays are if there's an audible at the line. You know, so I think that there's a lot of, there's been a lot of difference of of how away teams are able to score um, and, you know, that it's impacted the game a little bit that way where it gives the away team a little bit more of an advantage than they would have because there's stadiums in the NFL that are just incredibly difficult to play in. I mean, like, uh, New Orleans comes to mind. That Superdome can just get incredibly loud. I mean, Kansas City comes to mind. That that stadium can, you know, set decibel records. Seattle comes to mind. I mean, that's probably the loudest stadium in the league. I mean, Pittsburgh comes to mind, the Eagles, the Patriots. I mean, and that's just the name, you know, a couple of the the stadiums that are just really tough to play at. You know, when you have 70 to – 90,000 know, fans in the stadium screaming on third down. And now it's like, nobody's screaming on third down, so you can just take the snap and you don't have to worry about, you know, getting a ball start and running a third and seven into a third and 12.
0: Yeah. Um, some stadiums are doing some sound. Would, would you have been opposed if they're like, all right, you're in New Orleans, this is our average decibel level on these plays, we're allowed to play that? Do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I think... Uh, I don't know, man, because that's, like, it sort of goes with the rhythm of the game, you know? Because, like, if you're, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question. If it was an average, I think it would be okay. I don't think, for example, if you were going to say, well, Seattle can get up to 140 decibels, like, we'll just <laughs> do a 140 decibel sound on every third down, like, <laughs> when it's third down to win the game, Uh, So, yeah, that's an interesting question, though. I I haven't really given much thought to that, but, yeah, I I think I would be in support of giving, you know, the home team a little bit more of an advantage.
0: Yeah, because I didn't realize how many points are being scored. And then why did you say that? I was like, I wonder how many, like, smart, professional gamblers, like, foresaw that. Like, well, the NFL, like, they don't have fans. Like, they're going to score a massive amount of points, and it's just, like, made millions yeah. in six weeks because they're just... I
1: don't know <laughs> whether Vegas set the over-under lines higher because
0: of that. Yeah, yeah and that's what my next thing. I was like, I think someone's got to be smart in Vegas and have set the over-unders higher. And I was like, well, the over-under in the yeah. Eagles-Ravens game was 38, and that thing was shattered. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, forget mm-hmm. which, uh, I forget which game it was I watching, but the, the announcers were really proud of that. that, you know. There have been so many points scored this year, and they showed a graphic, and it, it, like it wasn't even close. And I mean, I, I know I know a lot of that has to do with the rules of the NFL now, and how it's a more passing, pass happy league. You can't really play as much defense as, as you used to be able to play. You know, pass interference calls that are like really ticky tack. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it has to have something to do with the crowd, one, in my opinion
0: yeah now what do you th- how do you how do you like the product so far in the NFL there's been a lot of injuries, a lot of key players being hurt. They decided not to do a okay. preseason and just get right into it. Do you like the product think, you've seen so far
1: i I, I mean I love the, the NFL as a product I think the people that are like oh back in the day in the 80s can hit people more and like but I see. Guys like Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson, you know, running around like human joysticks, and you know, throwing deep balls, and you know, just this this incredible athleticism that you're seeing from NFL players um, is like really incredible to watch to me. The thing that I do think has hurt it a little bit has been all the injuries. Uh, just you know, not having preseason, not having full pad practices. Um, and really getting these players into game shape, I think, has went to more injuries across the league. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a guy goes down, next guy gets up type league. And, you know, there's always going to be injuries. There's more injuries this year. Christian McCaffrey's been out for, I guess, four weeks now. I mean, he's one of the most, most in the league. Yeah,
0: well, there's three big ones. Yeah, there's like Barkley as yeah. well. And uh,
1: Prescott, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like if, if you say, like Prescott's injury yeah. wouldn't have happened if, <laughs> if there was a foot injury. Like I'm pretty sure that like his neck was sideways. So. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I didn't see that live. I I ended up catching it uh, the next day, and I was like, I'm not gonna watch this play. And of course, I watched the play. Yeah. I was like, oh man! I'm like that is not how your foot is supposed to go.
0: Yeah, someone uh, someone texted me, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna switch it and see if they replay it." Just you know, just because yeah, I have to see it, you know, to see like what right. happened to to this guy. Who, he's a great person, you know. He might play on the rival team of of mine, but he's he's a good person, and I don't want to see like his career yeah, end. You, know, you never want to see
1: him going to go down like that. Yeah, especially like because especially due to his contract situation, I feel so bad for him. Because like outside of you know him playing for a team that I absolutely hate, you know that organization screwed him over by not rewarding him with a contract, and he's playing his best football that he's ever played. I mean, it's not his fault; the defense sucks. Uh, but you know now he gets this injury, and that that could cost him tens of millions of dollars. it's a shame.
0: Yeah, I know they were still in talks, and people were like, well, he gambled on himself. It's like, well, what else was he supposed to do? Like, uh, take money that beneath what he should be getting or just sit out the year. Like, you kind of had no choice really in the matter if you're, like, still in discussions and you have a deadline of a season starting. Right.
1: And they gave Neal Smith the money, and they gave uh, Ezekiel Elliott
0: the money, and Ezekiel Elliott,
1: he got the money, and now he can't hold on to the football. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, um, Yeah. you're talking about human joysticks. I was watching that, and I'm like, Kyler Murray is absolutely amazing. And yeah. watching Ezekiel Elliott, I'm like, what happened to this dude, man? Like, two fumbles and two plays, I think, it was in a row. <laughs> yeah, he three plays.
1: I was like, man, I love seeing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I think the product is so good, because Ezekiel Elliott can't hold them at
0: all. <laughs> yeah, now, where the product is yeah, not good...
1: Four, so yeah, I
0: mean, that's what I was going to say. I was like, the product that is...
1: If you <laughs> the equation, then the NFL is a good product. If you put the NFC East back in the equation, it really lowers the
0: product. <laughs> you told exactly what I was going to say. Um, on yeah. Monday Night Football, they NFL said...
1: The
0: did you hear what they said on Monday Night Football about the yeah. NFC East? Yeah, like how many teams had more
1: uh, wins than the combined NFC East? used to? So, like, like 10 or It was six. Sorry, <laughs> yep. right. I overestimated.
0: Yeah, but six is still a ridiculous amount compared to four teams combined at record. Yeah,
1: four teams combined in either five or six games, depending
0: on if they have a five. Yeah, it's not like we've played uh, 16 games and we're taking randomly yeah. f- six four teams in the whole league. We're taking four in one division in six weeks. Like, that shouldn't happen.
1: <laughs> and people are like, oh, the Eagles played the Ravens tough, and they played the Steelers tough. It's like it almost doesn't count that like you need to win in the NFL. I don't care if you lost by two points or 40 and you still lost.
0: Yeah, and, and people, and this is something, and I don't know if you're in agreement of this, but I'm like, what's the point of winning in the worst division just to lose in the playoffs in the first round?
1: Because you know what they're gonna do, you know what they're gonna do. They're gonna be like if the Eagles end up getting a six win or something like that, they're gonna be six six nine and one, and then they're gonna make the playoffs. And the organization's gonna be like, we made the playoffs last four years, like we don't have to do anything different. And
0: it's like you won six games, like you can need it to do something <laughs> different. Yeah, and um, last year we made the playoffs by like the skin of our teeth yeah. again. And it kind of it costs us C D Lamb, like let's be honest, the the Cowboys drafted ahead of us and it costs them. Yeah. And sometimes like is it worth making the playoffs to say you made the playoffs? And kinda of, and, and the and draft picks are such a premium in the NFL to lose those right. premium picks just to say, Hey, we made the playoffs so many years in a row. Yeah, I mean I like I
1: like Rager, but yeah, you know, Lamb would have definitely yeah. been
0: the yeah, I like Raider too, uh, but I haven't seen him play <laughs> all season. Yeah,
1: no, no. <laughs> these players, and then they just immediately get hurt. And you're, why, why do the Eagles players get hurt so often? Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: How many offensive line uh, combinations did they have this year? Uh, I think every every game has been a new starting lineup.
1: It's yeah, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Now, um, there's yeah, a few. But
1: yeah, like, <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, the Eagles. The Eagles could go into the playoffs, like, like, generously seven wins. I mean, they're they're probably not getting to one eight, one. They're probably not even making the playoffs, to be honest, because they don't have Miles Sanders or Dacor. So they will probably lose again tomorrow to a a bad team. I, I, I don't know what to think of them. Like, how are they, how are they going to win with this roster that they're putting out there right now? I mean, is or. Do you know if uh, Deshaun Jackson or uh, Alshon Jeffrey are back? tomorrow? I want. I think Deshaun
0: Jackson is back. I don't think Alshon is back. And I kind of yeah, forget well, Alshon's well, on the team. Yeah, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But my point was, let's let's say you know generously, they get they, they get the seven, eight, and one, and they get in the playoffs, and they're playing. Like, who's the best team in the NFC right now?
0: Probably Seattle. Yeah, I'm looking at it actually right now because I wanted to get into undefeated and top teams. You have Seattle at 5-0. Um, Chicago is 5-1. and Green Bay is was 4-1. and Who's
1: that Green Bay?
0: Yeah, they're the, they're the three teams with one loss or less. Okay.
1: But then... Uh, what call Green Remake just got beat
0: pretty badly by Tampa Bay this past weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, so right now I think the consensus is Seattle's the best team in the NFC. I
1: mean, like um, I'm not counting out the state
0: yet. No. The two-win the two, the two win teams and the NFC West, this is how tough the NFC West is right now. Um, San Fran is 3-3, three and three, but they've also had basically half their team injured, which – you know, the Eagles beat, and it. it's like, big whoop, you beat a team that had 10 out of 22 yeah. starters missing. Um, yeah, and the other two teams, the Rams and the Cardinals, are 4-2. You know, and yeah. every, every, team in that, yeah, every team in that division is positive in net points, which is the complete opposite in the NFC East. So we'll go yeah. to the other two, which is the North, and you have Chicago and Green Bay. And then you have... Sure Tam- yeah, me neither. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. And those are basically like the top teams, the top-tier teams, and it's everybody else.
1: You know why I think Tampa Bay has a shot? Because their defensive line is nasty.
0: Yes. They get a lot of pressure. Um, and, you
1: know, it kind of showed in the Dallas
0: game. I mean, they're just getting, getting pressure, uh, you know, consistently. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay... Um, once they start gelling, because they got a lot of off-season oh, moves. They're not, they're not yeah, you're thinking of Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I think Tampa Bay. Once they yeah. start gelling, because you got to think Gronkowski is maybe just getting into form. He was freaking wrestling, you know, and retired for a year. Um, yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady is you know having to learn with the wide receivers, all that. He didn't have like a preseason to learn with them and much of an offseason. That, you know, they're starting to get, it seems like they'll start to roll. New Orleans, they're missing Michael Thomas. And I think they can, they're can. they good enough to survive past that. And then, like what you said, they'll be a top team. Um, Chicago, in my opinion, very overrated. Their defense is pretty good. But you, you got to score points. And when you, I'm looking at it right now and you're saying like this is the highest scoring season um, in the NFL yeah. in the NFC East there's only two teams that have scored less points than them and that's the Giants and Washington so like for them to be 5-1 right now is pretty incredible <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um, I don't know man I, I've kind of I'm like a little bit checked out of the Eagles just like they're, they're just not a good football team. <laughs> and they're, they're just not fun to watch right now either.
0: No. And like some
1: of I would much rather watch a, you know, a Kansas City game than I would watch the Eagles nowadays. Like I I, I was... I'd rather watch that Kansas City Bills game in the pouring rain than the Eagles.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I get... Every time I watch them, I get nothing but frustrated. You know? Yeah.
1: I got, fr- I got so frustrated on the first series of that game um, on the, because they go negative 12 yards in the first two plays, and then Carson Wentz airs the ball out, but perfect pass the high tower, he just drops it. And I'm like, that's it, I'm done with this game. And literally, because Arlie wanted to, you know, go out uh, and see, like, one of her friends and her friend's sisters and their kids and stuff. And, you know, if you have an a, uh, eight-month uh, pregnant wife, sometimes she gets what she wants on Sunday you <laughs> I was just like the hell of it. Yeah. yeah. And I came back, And then I saw that they lost, lost a had two point conversion try. Yeah. And I I I went through the game recap the next day and I was just like I'm so glad I didn't watch the rest <laughs> of
0: that game. Yeah, the thing that's very frustrating for me watching them is like just like that. They play awful in the in the in the beginning and then like, oh you put it on at the end just to make me annoyed that you missed a two point conversion. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then I think about it overall. I'm like, well, why'd you go for the two-point conversion right in the first touchdown you scored, down 17? Like, if you go okay. for the extra point. You go for the extra point then.
1: Then, why, then why'd you go for it on fourth down, like, three minutes to go at your own 25? I mean, it's just <laughs> And it is literally me sometimes. Like, I, I wasn't watching the game, so I don't know the game flow. But at that point, they hadn't scored any points. So it's not like their offense was really humming.
0: Yeah, it, it took Jalen Hurts to come in before it started really moving. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: let's go to the AFC. We have Buffalo was undefeated. They're now four and two. Um, Miami is three and three. They just had a quarterback change, and New England is two and three. Any any thoughts on who's going to win this tough AFC East
1: now? Um. I oh, don't know. I mean, I can never count the Patriots out. Yeah. I think, I would, I think if I were betting me, I would, I would still pick the Patriots to come out of that division.
0: Yeah, I want to say the Patriots as well, but I know they're missing people from COVID on the, on the defense. Yeah. They decided yeah. not to play, and they still haven't given up a lot of points, which is also pretty impressive. But, yeah, I just don't trust Miami now with a, a rookie quarterback. They're sitting. Fitzpatrick. The,
1: the bills were looking good at four and out, then just got absolutely crushed by Tennessee. I mean, granted that was like a Tuesday game. And, you know, throwing them off their rhythm, I guess. But I mean, they got they just got absolutely destroyed um, by you know Tennessee and Derrick Henry in that game. Yeah. And then they got they have a pretty good fight against Kansas City. So like they did, I mean, one of their losses is the probably the odds on paper to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, they're pretty good. With Allen, looks looks like he's good, and uh, yeah, he's throwing to on Diggs, and Diggs is had a pretty good season. I think he's third in the league and receiving. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have a pretty decent squad.
0: Yeah, I th- I think we both are agreeing that Kansas City is the team to beat in the NFL and in AFC. Um, we yeah. people said, well, what about Baltimore? Well, Baltimore lost to Kansas City again. <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, Pittsburgh's yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh's five and zero. Tennessee is five and zero. You think any of them can upset Kansas City in the in the playoffs? Maybe. I mean, what do you say? Uh,
1: Pittsburgh's five and zero. And Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh's kind of like a sleeper team to me. I don't know how much of a sleeper they are really, because like. I mean, they have a pretty good receiving core. They have Ben Roethlisberger, who's won a couple of Super Bowls, and their defense is just nasty.
0: Yeah, um, the thing that I've been following um, is Tennessee. They they were good last year. They upset New England in the playoffs, and Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, they got to the AFC Championship game
1: last year. Yeah,
0: they're five and zero this year, and their coach seems to be like on it. Like, I'm, like, every story I read, it's like, this is like the future Belichick for, like, two decades. is going to be, like, running the NFL. Like, he seems...
1: Yeah, but they have to pick a style of play that, that wins in January. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're that ground. We're, we're going to tell you we're running the ball, we're going to run it at you, and we're still going to beat you. And, I mean, they, they definitely have the, the back to be able to do that, in Derrick Henry, I mean, that team is just a beast.
0: Yeah. Um, did you see him push Josh Norman down. and yeah, that was
1: nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Josh Norman annoys me. So I'm <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, after the game, they asked Henry, and he's like, I guess I should stop doing curls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's so good.
0: Yeah, um, I'm looking yeah. forward to the NFL, the rest of the NFL season. Like, I'm kind of in, fully invested now, even though my Eagles are trash. It's just... I think the, the the product is pretty good right now and it's cool to see a few different teams at the top, like Buffalo, Tennessee, you know, it's it's always cool to see, you know, a, a team close by like Baltimore in it. Um but like the rejuvenation of like Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and yeah. the NFC West to me is getting me kind of excited um to see how this NFL season plays out.
1: Yeah, and Russell Wilson went down for a little bit this past weekend. And I hadn't heard any updates on him. Is he is he all right?
0: Or? I haven't heard that he wasn't playing.
1: Yeah, um, it was more a like a group chat. I didn't look into it much, but mm-hmm. uh, Daniel was like, "It looks like we're in." All
0: right. The last thing I want to ask you is: It just came out today that Seattle is looking to get. Antonio Brown, and others could be involved in that. Um, His thing ends in week eight, his suspension.
1: I'm so sick of Antonio Brown. (laughs) My take on that. I'm so sick of that guy. I I don't want to hear his name ever again. (laughs) It just annoys me.
0: uh, me. Yeah, me and Zahid, we talked about all the crazy things he did, and we're just like, like, you have yeah. such a great opportunity, and this is how you act and treat people. Like, this is yeah, ridiculous. I
1: know you don't even to pay a chef for a or something, because it's just like, what do you... Like, what? Just pay the chef. You're the personal chef's money. I mean, I know that's, like, the least of the thing that you've done. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you put through a timeline of messed up things, it's just like, come on, man. Get your life together.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um... Thanks for feedback uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well well thanks for recapping the, the four major li, um leagues in America, how they handled COVID and kind of like our thoughts in the NFL. I appreciate you for jumping in again. Jeff? Yeah man. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Uh before we leave I just want to say in fantasy in the league that we're in, Jeff beat me, week one. I was I was missing somebody, but he still beat me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or my only game of the season so, yeah. my other league I'm 5-1 though I've kind of checked out on that on our
0: uh, fantasy league too but, uh, yeah after after that loss and then one. and then my week 2 loss to Daniel when Cam Newton had like a career game and I was up like a ton and I got to see him yeah. do it and I had Edelman who decided to like get tackled at the 1 and cost me like a whole yeah. bunch of points because Cam Newton ran it in and I was like I'm done so, <laughs> So.
1: He might have been there were two weeks where all my players were out. Had, that all my top players, the so Saquon Barkley was out who I picked <laughs> uh, third. All. Um uh Adams was out, which was my second round pick. Julio Jones was out, which was my third round pick, Hertz was my fourth round pick, and he's just been awful this year, but now he's out too. <laughs> uh, and then I forget who like there was my fifth guy it was oh uh, Le'Veon Bell. Without and then now he's released and it's like oh my goodness I should have picked up the running back higher like and I'll never pick Le'Veon Bell in another fantasy draft ever even if it's like the seventeenth round (laughs) Le'Veon Bell is the ticket to not sucking in fantasy
0: (laughs) the 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 two highlights of my fantasy picks um I got Miles Sanders and he hasn't really done he's okay but I'm really glad I drafted Kyler Murray and I did him quickly. Right after Zahid got a whole bunch of crap for gritting Mahomes all quick, then I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get Kyler. And he has been like a lifesaver for me. Yeah. And then. I
1: mean, I got Bob late, and he's been pretty good. Too,
0: so. <laughs> yeah, the only other person. I, not
1: my, not my uh, top five picks panned out, though. So, I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't have picked Ertz ever, but. That <laughs>
0: was yeah, the other, the other highlight for me actually is my favorite, possibly my favorite player is Young-Ho. That's how I call him. The kicker? Not,
1: yeah, I had Young-Ho in my uh,
0: other one. He gets, he gets so many...
1: points.
0: Yeah, he gets so many points. <laughs> he was my second highest yeah. scorer in, in the in the week, and that's because Kyler <laughs> scored the most. So I'm like, this is embarrassing if my yeah. kicker is consistently my second highest scorer. But also, I'm really impressed at how how many points Atlanta can score and continue to lose games, basically, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: oh will uh, yeah but uh thanks once again for listening to the podcast on everything and thanks Je- thank you Jeff once again and yep yep stay safe and you can catch us at the podcast and or any major place app that has podcasts so thanks again